Hello, and welcome to the Casino Tears podcast. I'm one of your hosts, 10 Ton is number one, and joining me as my co-host is the one and only Ed Robinson from Roll to Win Craps. If you want more info on our show, please visit our page at casinotears.com. On this week's episode, we discuss how Ed met 10 Ton, how Casino Tears came to be, why we play the game, how we discovered the game. We also touch on California craps, people passing out at the casino, basic differences about playing in Mississippi, and also why Ed's sister is to blame for him playing. Ed, how, how, how are you, sir? How are How's we doing Alabama? it? Ed, we are doing it. This is the first episode. This is our first attempt. Yeah. Hey, you know what you got to do first when you do your first episode, right? The shot? Well, we're going to do a little do a little brown water uh, toast to uh, Mr. Ten Ton and Casino Tears. <laughs> I like it. I'm drinking out of the Casino Tears mug right now. No, I'm doing good, man. It's, it's good old chilly, damp weather in Alabama. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm sitting high atop the uh, Las Vegas Strip right now. We're actually lucky because right across the street from me is the Cosmo, and their club was just going, and it was so loud, I thought we were going to have to uh, delay this recording again. But their club just, was loud? Oh, yeah, that club goes off. Like, I mean, you can hear it. You can hear it all throughout this building, but it just stopped, so perfect timing, Ed. I would not like that if I lived there because I like my sleep. Yeah, but uh, there are a lot of other benefits to living here. So, Ed, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but I've got a, I got a bunch of subjects, though, that I'm just going to start asking about, and we'll see how this goes. Because I do not know what you're going to talk about. No, uh-uh. So, you, you've got it planned out. And I, I don't have it planned out, Ed. That's the thing. I should actually <laughs> plan this out a lot more. I'm going to nah. start planning this out a lot more. I think it's better this way. Uh, well, I mean, we'll see. But um, listen, Ed, I'm blaming you for the reason why this podcast is even had that how it even came into existence. I mean, it's kind what? of it's kind of your fault. Why is it my fault, dude? Well, I mean, listen. So, I the, the funny story is is that we've only known each other technically for a little over three months. It was, yeah, uh, that's it correct. Was, yeah, that it is was correct. Like, it was like, so we put this whole idea together in lightning speed time and it would well, be faster, but somebody's dragging their feet off. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because my co-host is one of the most impatient people alive that I've found out. You're correct. But Ed, literally this has come together. What I think the listeners don't know is that this has come together in a little over a month and so how yeah. it happened is that Ed and I became friends online and that's a, that's a whole story. But when we were on the phone in December, you mentioned, Hey, you got a good radio voice. I think that was your quote. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. And then I'm like, I think that's all I needed to say. We're doing a podcast and, yeah. <laughs> and you were game. And then all of a sudden, here we are literally a month later, we've got everything set up website, Patreon page, you name it. And we're going merchandise. for it. Yep. We got and, merchandise. 
We got yeah. the Yo Adrian level. That's our basic level, dude. <laughs> did, did you like that? The Yo Adrian. <laughs> Listen, I think if we can't laugh at ourselves, and that's a big reason, I think, why, <laughs> why we're doing this. I, think, I mean, it is about laughter. We want yeah. everybody to laugh with us or laugh I, at us. I think that's I think that's going to be the funniest thing that I I think there's going to be a lot of people that are going to love to hate us and yeah. or hate to yeah. love us. But I think we're the ones that are going to be uh, just laughing at ourselves mm -hmm. the most. Oh, yeah. um, so anyway, Ed. Why? Uh, so I was just today when I got up, I was thinking, ah, oh, what should what should our first episode be about and what should we talk about? And I was just, uh, I started thinking about why I play the game or, you know, there's, it's like a, somehow it's just become this game that I love. I think it's the best game in the casino. There is no other game for me. I'm not a slot player. I'm not a blackjack player. I just enjoy this game of craps just so thoroughly. And I can't get it out of my head for years and years and years. Um, so that's what I, I mean, I just really wanted to know, like, why do you play this game? It's where the party is. <laughs> it's where the party is, man. I mean, everybody jumps up and down, shouts and screams and has a blast at the craps table. If it's a hot table, right? But honestly, I play it because, I mean, it's, it's the only casino game that... The participant has a direct, uh, the, has the ability to direct the outcome of the game. Everything else is house manipulated. You don't get to spin the ball in the roulette wheel. You don't get to deal the cards or any of that kind of stuff, but you throw the dice. So the, each, each game of craps is... You know, it's win or lose by the person throwing the dice. Yeah, uh, you're right. I think it is the only game in the casino where you can actually let, where you can actually touch the components. I mean, I, I mean, I guess you can touch the cards in blackjack, obviously. Well, you can touch them and look at them, but you don't get to deal them. Yeah, yeah, same. He, uh, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, here you do get to, you have a major role in the outcome of this game. I mean, this is going to go our, already. This is going to go into a very like, I guess, taboo topic of, you know, dice <laughs> influence, which is probably the hot button topic in this, uh, in this whole community on whether it exists or not. Is there such thing as dice control, all of that stuff, which we're going to talk about at length. And I mean, and you know what, even on that subject, already just switching gears, I mean, that's why we're even talking. Because I, so for a lot of people that don't know, and they should know, uh, you know, Ed, you have a you have a YouTube channel called Roll the Wind Craps. And yep. that's how I discovered you on there. I don't know how. You showed up. You're wearing a cowboy hat. I'm like, who's yep. this dude talking about <laughs> shooting dice? I'm talking about, you know, dice influence and you know what? It's rare that I'll reach out to someone on YouTube. You are one of the people and it's only when I've watched a video that I've gone, oh, wow. That made me think hard about, you know, a concept or what something or what someone was doing with the game, because at this point, you know, you've been playing 
you know, I've over been playing 30, for over 30 years. Yeah. And I mean, you're double what I've been playing this game. So, you know, you've seen you, the time at the table that you have is, you know, incredible compared to what I have. And I have a lot. So you, just the fact that you made, you made an impact on me as far as what you were talking about. It's a, it's something that I never thought about and by, and specifically regarding like dice influence and, and how you set your dice. And so that prompted me to really just pay attention. And then that's how I, that's why I ended up emailing you. And then, you know, then we, you were foolish enough to respond. And then, was, and then we started talking, but um, I yeah, I mean, as far as like, I play the game, the same reason it is the most fun game in the casino. It's the game. Absolutely. It's the game where everyone is, there is so much fun and I think positivity. It's, it's, it's more of a communal game than any other game in the casino. I mean, you could kind of say Baccarat is maybe. Nah, I wouldn't. I've, I've played Baccarat. There was nothing communal about that. What? <laughs> I mean, it was just a bunch of people peeing in a, in a, in a damn Mountain Dew bottle. So they wouldn't have to get up and go to the restaurant. Yeah. Well, listen here, there's a lot of like, even in a, you know, cause I'm also, there's also casinos in LA that I go to. So there's all it is, is card games. There's no dice in, in California at all. Yeah. You don't want to play them there. No. And that is the most, that is the worst experience ever. So I did try to play like California craps. And that was so absolutely demoralizing, dude. When I you actually can make a song called California Craps, right? <laughs> yeah, you, you probably could. And it would be. But, so let me ask you a question about Cal because I've never played it. Don't intend to. Yeah. Okay. And I know, I know that I know the cards are laid out and whatever you roll, that's the card they uncover. What if you roll a hard way? Ed dude i literally can't tell you what happened all i remember was that i had no idea i had no idea that that's how the game was played so here i am i drove to <laughs> i drove i think it was to like i think it was like morongo somewhere i drove to some casino i think out in palm springs a good couple hours and i was super excited i'm like oh my god i'm gonna play craps right and yeah. Yeah, you roll the dice, but then I'm like, I'm playing the game like, ah, you know, it's, it's an eight. It's a 10. Right? It's a 10. <laughs> and it's not. Then yeah, it's a card. Then, yeah. And then they, then they have a set cards that they're looking at, which so the dice determine the cards number, which then determine the, the roll. That you roll. Yeah. Which is insane. And I'm like, okay, this sucks so bad. I know. I asked, I asked you that and I don't know how he, you brought it up or whatever, but I actually got an email today from a guy, one of the viewers asking about California craps. And the only thing I could suggest was if they allowed hardway bets, just shoot for hardways. Cause that's all I could uh, think of you could do. Cause I don't yeah. I mean, it could still be, a, it could still be a seven. Let's just say you wrote a hard eight and the card turned over and it was a seven. Well, do they still play the hard eight? And I don't know. I don't know the answer to that question. Really don't care. Yeah, I know. I, I, it doesn't matter. See, here's the thing. It doesn't matter what you roll. Like it doesn't matter from, because for, I think for that shooter, I think you have these cards that they've dealt, which now each die face, like a four now is a, 
is a ace, which is then yeah, a I mean, different yeah, I number. Dude, it's insane. And it's like, and that's why, and that's why that game, this game is not big in California. And it's all has to do with, I think, the Native Americans and how, well, I think Vegas well, is the law. Yeah, it's, the law. it's not allowed. Yeah, that's why everybody drives from California to Nevada. So, yeah, I mean, craps for me, it is the best game in the <clears> casino, <throat> and it's the only game to play. And, you know, I, I discovered craps by really kind of by accident a long time ago. I was playing poker, and I was playing a poker tournament. I walked up to a craps table, was watching it, and then 45 minutes later, and I won more money in that short amount of time than I did for two days of playing a poker tournament. And I'm like, I'm playing this game. This game is great. That's the best. <clears throat> I mean, I could go into this long diatribe about how I got started if you want me to. Ed, this is the first of probably 400 episodes. Be my this guest. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to try to do this once a week, Ed. That's the goal. That's the goal. Once a week, one episode a week. You realize, you realize that there are not many podcasts even about craps. I think there were a few. They've come and gone. There's two that are out there, but I would say what would differentiate us from them is that I really don't think that they're more. I think they're more surface level craps versus where we plan on or the space that we plan on occupying, which is really way more in-depth discussions on every aspect of this game. So, I mean, really doing deep dives into, you know, like we said, DI, everything. Okay. So 1993, February. I'm blaming all this. You know who taught me? You know who got me into play? I, here's who got me into playing craps. My sister. Oh, nice. My sister. Um, I had never even set foot in a casino. And her, her husband, his best friend, and his best friend's sister and I all get in a plane, and we're going on a ski trip to Tahoe and not only had I never set foot in a freaking casino, I'd never been on a set of skis hardly, but once, and that was probably 15 years prior to that. So anyway, I was like, what are we going to do when we get there? Well, we go to these casinos and I'm like, I don't know how to play anything in a casino. I've never been to a casino. My brother-in-law gives me a book here. Read this on the plane, no paperback book. And it tells you about the different games from craps to baccarat to blackjack. I mean, I knew how to play 21. Everybody knows how to play 21 as a kid. We do it at home, <clears throat> but slots, this was back when slots were coins, actual coins in, and they clanked really loud when you come out and how to pick a machine, all these stupid things that this guy put in the book. You need buckets, right? Yep. You need buckets. You carry around buckets when you hit a jackpot or anywhere you cash out. It's just clank, 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 clank. And then you got to scoop them up and put them in a bucket. 
Those are antiques now. Those are collectibles, literally. <clears throat> yeah, but that's all there was. That's all there was. And so I decided, well, you know, if I play, if I play slots, I'm going to play 25 cent denomination, which that at that time, that was, you know, a pretty good, a yeah. pretty good denomination. Yeah. Talking about 1993. So <clears throat> I read the book and I said, well, I know how to play blackjack and I know how streaky it is, but I don't know, you know, I don't know how to do the, the real good plays and the standard basic plays. And I was like, that's just too complicated. I don't want to fool with it. I'll learn that later. So I learned how to pick slots. And I read, I said, I'm going to learn to play craps. The craps had the lowest house edge. They said in the book and the best opportunities to win in the book. So we're at Tahoe and I start going around first, picking out slot machines and we've got like dinner reservations. I think it's first night, very first night. We've got these big dinner reservations at some steakhouse at one of the, at one of the casinos there. And I'm walking around and I, I pick a couple of slots and all of a sudden they start going off and the shit starts dropping in the damn buck in the thing and they're clanking and clanking and clanking. And I'm like, how do I carry around, you know, $500 in quarters or a thousand dollars in quarters. And somebody said, well, you got to get they had these stacks of buckets. You know, you had to get these stacks of buckets and you get you a bucket and you start right. Next thing I know I'm walking around with like four buckets and I felt really, I was embarrassed. I was actually embarrassed. I'm walking around with like four or five buckets and I start giving buckets of quarters away. Cause I didn't want to carry it. Yeah. Here, sister, take this one here, brother-in-law, take this one. You know, here, here, take this one. And so we're actually standing in line waiting to go in to eat. And I said, well, let me play this machine right here. There was one of those that was kind of down low. Didn't have the thing up, up top where you stare at it. It was like you were playing at a little, little tabletop surface. Hell, I hit it for a bunch of quarters. And I was like, shit, I got to get rid of these quarters again. And start racking in them in a bucket and all that. We have a nice dinner. And then they go, okay, we're going to go play craps after dinner. I said, good, because I'm ready to learn. And I buy in and I'm at <clears throat> stick right three. My memory, as old as it is, says that we were at a Caesars property, and it may have actually been a Caesars in Tahoe back then. Mm. At least in my memory, that's what it was. Yeah. It was down from where, you know, there's like two you can go through a tunnel or whatever to get to get in and out of. But there, this one was a little further on down the, down the road a little ways. And so I buy in at stick right three. <clears throat> And there was this Asian man to my left. And then there was a lady with him at stick left one. And my sister was on the end with her brother-in-law and all that. And she's hollering and she's screaming. She's being a typical female at a craps table. I mean, she's just screaming and shouting, hollering at the dice, screaming at the top of her lungs. <clears throat> Here's the amazing part of this whole deal. Cause the dice were like way down on the left side of stick and everybody, there wasn't a rail open. There was not a slot open shortly after we got in on this table, everybody standing sideways to the table right there with their chips. Cause every rail slot is taken up. <clears throat> 
son of a gun, everybody was throwing 20 minutes or more every time, every time, just over and over and over. Everybody gets the dice. It's going to be a 20 minute roll or more every time. Crazy, right? That's a hot table. Oh, it was my first table. Yep. That explains a lot, right? Yep. So they got you. They, they, they keep calling the Asian gentleman that was next to me. They keep calling his name out about his dinner reservation. And he would look at the pit boss or the box person and tell them to push him on down the line, just push him back. They must've called his name five times. Dice come all the way around the table. And I had, you know, even me here I am first time ever, you know, I'm throwing, I'm throwing for 20 minutes and the stick man comes over and he taps right in front of me. And he's like, don't you want a, a horn bet? I said, how much is a horn bet? He says, $20. I said, here's 20. Give me a horn bet. Roll a 12. Never forget it. Roll a 12 right there on the spot. Nice. All right, I finally seven out, and they have, again, they've called that guy's name out, and he's like, no, 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 push me back, push me back. Well, he's rolling the dice. He's hitting numbers. We're, you know, and I'm doing stupid. I'm, I'm doing combats because I don't know any better because yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's what the book said, right? Yeah. What book? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't even remember the name of the book, but. So the stick man gathers the dice down on the other end and brings them down to his right to, to put in front of the guy. And guess what? He ain't standing there anymore. He's laying flat of his freaking back on the casino floor. My first table. <laughs> I got a guy dying at the table. I mean, yeah. literally dying at the table. Did He needed to eat something, didn't he? <laughs> I don't, know if, blood, he went, I, blood, I don't know if he would. I don't know if he went I don't know if it was a blood sugar thing. He might have been diabetic, you know, whatever. I don't know. But he is, he's not even conscious. But, he's laying is, flat of his back. His hands are over his arm. All of his chips are still sitting in the rail. Well, that causes a little bit of an issue for the table because, you know, they got a medical emergency and they got a hot table. Yeah. That guy is dedicated, though. Yeah. Yeah. He sold me. He sold me. So, dedicated to the game. <laughs> I you know. mean, so is he, is he okay? No. Did he live? I don't know. I don't know if he lived or not. <laughs> I honestly don't. They just know wheel him away. Keep it, it going. Yeah. They put him off. They put him all of a sudden. I mean, there's like 14 paramedics showing up They're They've stopped the game completely and he's in the middle of a roll. Oh, stopped geez. the game completely. They're picking his ass up and setting him on, on a, on a gurney, putting it oxygen <laughs> on this. Oh, I mean, God. I mean, you know, they're doing all this stuff to this guy pumping it, him full. You know, they're doing an IV and they got an oxygen mask on him and they, well, they haul him out. Mm -hmm. He's gone. Yeah. And then, so the stick man says, who's going to finish the role. Guess who finished the role? The woman that was with him did not go with him to the hospital. She stayed on the table. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, 
It's true, goes, DJ. I will finish his role. I will finish his role. <laughs> <laughs> From that night on, I was like, if a guy is willing to die at this table, I am sold. I mean, I mean, I am in. Yeah. Which led yeah. which led to me ultimately playing the next day for 18 solid hours. But we won't, that's a no tale for another day. I mean that yeah, that's a long session. Yeah. You, you, you you want you, I'm assuming though, you walked out of there with money in order. I mean, you have that first time when you actually taste that that oh, victory. Yeah. yeah. And you know, we're tight. Hey, look, we're talking about two dollar minimum bet tables too. We're not Jeez. talking about five dollar tables. We're not talking about ten dollar tables. We're talking about in fact, during the day, I think there were dollar minimum bet tables. Damn. Yeah, it, that is, yeah, in 1993, mm, yeah, no, <laughs> I didn't, under, I didn't Things really have changed know. in 30 years. Uh, yeah, I didn't even know what gambling was back then. Um, you know what, though, that with a guy passing out, you'd be surprised that, I mean, that's happened. I mean, I've seen that multiple times. I was at Wynn, you know, last year, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm, Playing craps. I like Encore. Encore is one of my favorite casinos, by the way. And then all of a sudden, a guy who's like two feet back, all of a sudden, he's flat on his face. Medics yeah. come, you know, the people coming in rush to his side. The funny thing, though, whenever someone passes out or just like drops down on the floor, the people still keep playing craps. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's we're not like, stopping the game. No, no one is stopping the game, which is hilarious. And I'm just like, man, I, okay, good. We've got like a few people attending to him. We can get back to the game, which is kind of crazy when you think about it because you don't it know if crazy, this guy's but dead. That's, that's craps. Yeah. I guess that's all the casino games. I don't know, but I don't play them that much. So, so and you're, uh, in a, you're in a city where you're going to see those weird things like that happen, whereas – I play Mississippi. Yeah. And I mean, we have weird things happen, but it's not, it's not the big influx of tremendous amounts of people liking things. No, you know what, Ed, and that, no, thank you for mentioning that because this is like, this is when we first started talking about like even thinking about doing this podcast, which was really quickly, the, what's different about what we're going to do is that we're, you know, the, the podcast now, it's usually like two people that are very similar that are going and playing craps in Vegas, usually maybe a couple other places, but mostly it's in Vegas and it's that sort of experience with you and I, and the nice thing is, is that, uh, you know, you are, you're in Alabama, but your home casinos, I guess you'd say are going to be Biloxi and then Tunica. Correct. Right. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm, yeah. and obviously me living in Vegas, I mean, it's a tremendous opportunity. The mindset or just how you approach the game is very different. I don't think a lot of people realize that. The nice thing is, is that we're going to get different perspectives. And not only are you and I just very, you know, we're very different. <laughs> and that's what's hilarious about this. We definitely over, like our circles overlap, I think, for the love of the game and the fact that there's a mutual respect for the long conversations that we've had about craps, how you think about the game, and just the appreciation of, of different approaches. And, you know, that's, I think, where we built our friendship on was, right. you, know, the, you know, that love of the game, but also like the deep, 
sort of cerebral analysis of this. The good thing about this is, is the fact that you can talk about the experience of being in the South and playing craps, which, you know what, I found fascinating when you're telling me, hey, you know what, uh, you know, in Mississippi, uh, buying the five and nine, for example. Yeah, that's an automatic. It's automatic buys on the five and nine at virtually every casino. Four, four, five, nine, and 10 at almost every casino that's a corporately owned casino. Uh, they're going to have automatic buys. You pay your VIG on the win, not up front. That's important to a, to a player. And if you learn how to, if you learn how to press those five and nine, since the automatic buys are there, you can get up higher, quicker. Yeah. What other, I mean, are there any other, like, I guess you'd say like big differences between in just some of the basics between the games there and let's and Vegas because I all of my playing, ninety nine percent of my playing, has been in Vegas for our fifteen years. Except I mean here and there I've gone into you know some Detroit casinos, which you know that was a bummer. But even downtown where I don't like to play, uh, you know I was at Binion's. I was stoked to go down and play at the Horseshoe. Uh, you know, they made me, uh, you know, they, you have to pay the bit, pay the VIG up front on the yeah. four and 10. That's typical Vegas. Listen, man, that's a no go for me. That is an absolute deal breaker having to pay that. And then you couldn't even make deal. You couldn't control dealer bets there as well, which was also a bummer for me. So, I mean, that just those two simple things caused me to, you know, I'm just never going back and playing there. Having to prepay that sucks. Yeah. Well, the only thing I can say that's different, I mean, I go to Vegas. I haven't been to Vegas in about three years. Uh, I'm going to go be, this year. It's going to be I'm fun when you year. come out here. Yeah. I got a reason to come now. Yep. Because uh, otherwise, I just drive four or five hours, and I'm there for a weekend and enjoy myself, come back. Uh, so it's not, a, it's not really a tourist trip. I always consider it really more of a business trip when I go. But – um, if you go down to the coast in Biloxi, you, know, you got the ocean. Now it's not the best beaches. Katrina kind of messed all that up. Uh, there's a lot of silt and stuff in the water, but I mean, you know, there's just still, you got, they got great pools and, and they could do have white sands, that kind of thing. But, <clears throat> um, seafood galore. If you like seafood. Yeah. I mean, and you got, and you're close enough to Louisiana. You got good Cajun cook in there. If you want, you know, Cajun foods. Um, if you go up to Tunica, you're just South of Memphis. So you got lots to do if you wanted to ride up to Memphis. But the main thing is, I guess, the Southern hospitality in a way, even when, <laughs> yeah. even when the dealers are, are being, you know, dickwads yeah. and they're being nice dickwads. Yeah. I, like, well, listen, Biloxi is though, that would be, out of all the Southern casinos, that's the crown jewel, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, we've got a lot, there's, there's a lot of casinos. There's been a lot of licenses granted to other entities to, to build casinos. None have broken ground. Um, but it made a tremendous comeback after Katrina. 
and the next hurricane, there was another hurricane that came in right there, right after it. In fact, I was playing when another hurricane came in, but that's another story for another day. We hope you enjoyed this podcast and we'll tell all of your fellow craps playing friends about it. Please follow Casino Tears on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. If you like the show, please rate it five stars and leave a review. The best and most fun way to contact us would be to call and leave a message on our official Casino Tears vent line, 22907. You can also email us at no7 at casinotears.com. And lastly, to help support this podcast, you can visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash casinotears. On behalf of Roll to Win Craps from Alabama and 10 Ton is number one from Las Vegas, thanks for listening.